machine. Hello, Steve Vines. How are you? There's an implication there, which I, I, I'm not even going to get, get, get my mind around. Good to see you. It's Good morning. Quite a lot to talk about today. There is. Lots going on. I mean, even 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 if we don't get into the Greater Bay Area, act now, <sighs> act now. But, but now, what 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 interests me, and and this may be the thing that puts C into chutzpah, is is the Security Bureau. You've got to love them. So the latest line coming out eight of the seconds in, and he's <laughs> <laughs> the latest line coming out of the Security Bureau is that that what is known as the fugitive law, but in fact we we, we were all talking about it as being the extradition amendment. Um, the reason it's got to be amended, and get this, mm -hmm. is because when it was introduced 22 years ago, it was rushed through. Is that a fact, for starters? Well, I, I, whether it is or not, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't remember. But what's interesting is, what is the Security Bureau now saying about the amendment? We've got to rush it through. There you go. Different budget. <laughs> Different budget. You can't, you, can't, you can't make it up. I mean, these guys are in the deepest of doo-doo now. Because as this thing trundles through, you've now got some of the most distinguished members of the legal profession. And I'm not talking about the usual suspects. I mean, people like Anthony Rogers, who's, who's a former chairman of the Bar Association, a former High Court judge. You know, all of these people from the Bar Association, 12 former chairmen of the Bar Association, say this law is not fit for purpose. It does not do what it says on the tin. There are supposed to be safeguards, and the main safeguard that's supposed to be in this law is that Hong Kong courts can determine whether, ultimately, whether a person is sent back or not. But the grounds, what they point out, is the grounds for determining that, that are given to the courts, do not include the court being able to make a consideration of whether the jurisdiction they're going to is dodgy or not. Uh, that's the main problem. That is the main problem. This is, they pointed this out. You've got that going on. You've got much more talk now in the United States of changing their legislation to exclude Hong Kong's special status. You've got European countries, Germany being the latest of them, going, you know, if this extradition law goes through, we're really going to have to think about our own extradition yeah. agreements with Hong Kong. And you've got Taiwan saying, if you think we're going to be the catalyst for this, you've got another thing coming. Well, isn't that interesting? Because the reason that the Security Bureau that criticised the last law for going through too quickly says this one's got to go through in, in three weeks and one day and stop effing around hmm. is that we want to make sure this bloke can be sent to Taiwan. They have said, they haven't said it ambiguously, they've said, if you try and extradite him on the basis of this law, we won't accept him. So, excuse me. Now, I saw Ronnie Tong. I didn't see him because I heard him. And it was on RTHK, so yet again it must be true, mm. saying when asked this precise point, he said, oh, well, but that will all change once the law is passed. I'm thinking... What, Taiwan what? is going to... Yeah, Taiwan will go, oh, now you've passed the law, we'll, we'll change our minds. I mean, this this is, you know, this is up there in fairyland. It's up there with all those other sort of Donald Trumpian things going, you know, uh, we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. How do I know that? Because once we start building a wall, they'll start paying for it. I mean, all of these things are complete and utter horlicks. They really are. Despite all the face issues and jumping up and down, etc., etc., is it essentially now a holding pattern? Don't know. 
I mean, you, I know when you when you come on on live radio, you're supposed to be able to give definitive answers. Well, we, I, can. I, we haven't got a crystal ball. <laughs> we haven't got a crystal ball. I certainly don't have one. I mean, that they're in such a fix here because even. Even the people who, who in LegCo who put a hand up at the drop of a phone call from the liaison office are now going, uh, but lots of people are saying to us, this is a bit... Um, oh, should I put my hand... Oh. And, and they're, they're all quite... They're getting quite worried, and with good reason. Mm. And with good reason. Now, I mean, what I love about... Um, um, what, what I now call Carrie May Lamb, because she's so like... Theresa May in Britain, who, who, if at first you get it wrong, just keep doing it. So, you know, she keeps introducing the same bit of legislation that nobody wants, and she keeps saying, this is the only way forward. Well, Carrie Lamb is exactly the same. They're also of similar age, incidentally, which is interesting. It, it was Carrie Lamb's birthday last You've week. Never you, were you invited? I wasn't, actually. Oh. It was a Joe Bananas, apparently. <laughs> Wicked night. <laughs> I'll tell you, did those drinks flow? Yeah. <laughs> and we're not... No, never mind. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so, Karen Lamb's birthday. Where, where were we? Oh, yes, we were with her and Theresa May. I mean, it, there is a certain sort of politician who, if at first you screw up, you just say, I, I've done it, I've already said we're going in that direction, there's a cliff at the end of the road, but I don't care, we're on that road... That cliff will, will, will somehow move. It's not moving. And she just works in this extraordinary way. She will not engage. It's just like, like Theresa May. And, she your, will, and your car. And <laughs> oh, keep off my car. <laughs> she will not engage. She will not, um, she will not countenance change. And, you know, she now gets her minions to say, well, they can't get involved in this LegCo farrago that's going on because that would be improper. I'm thinking, mm, the government can't get involved in what's happening in LegCo. What would happen if they did mediate this, Steve? That did sort of make me think, now, maybe they have a point here. I don't know. I mean, all, all I'm saying is you can't just wash your hands of it. You can't introduce a piece of, of completely <laughs> toxic legislation and then go, well, it's nothing to do with us. We just introduced the legislation. You know, you can't... Work. I mean, that isn't a plausible, um, a plausible expression. I mean, it is true that Hong Kong has a completely unfixable system as it stands, which is that the government and the legislature are entirely different entities. I mean, in most jurisdictions, in fact, I can't think of a democratic uh, um, jurisdiction where the legislature can't actually introduce bills to change government policy, which is the case here. They can only do it if the, if the executive approves of those bills. So, I mean, there, there's all sorts of reasons why the legislature is basically um, something to do with, um, you know, not functioning. That's the politest way I can put it. Mm. I don't know how this is going to end. There's talks going on this morning. Mm. That, should, that should solve it. Let's chuck a couple more things in here. One, I mean, our legislature is <clears throat> becoming a little bit like Taiwan, all the punch-ups and rucks that are going on. <laughs> yes. And secondly, what if you they, were... Danny, they do a better quality of punch-up in Taiwan. Can I just, can I just full say body that? Yeah, yeah. Now, what if there were people in the pro-government side? I'm sure there are who don't want to deal with this thing. So it's better to have a punch-up than to actually sit down and negotiate it. Well, I think I think the Democrats are terribly badly playing into the hands of the um, the pro-government camp because it avoids them talking about the issue. They're very wonky, wonky on the issue themselves, 
but they can stand up and say, oh, you know, we, 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 we utterly deplore disruption in the legislature. It's below, beneath that. So then they have a whole discussion about, you know, how legislators behave themselves. I mean, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know why so many people in the Democratic camp see a hole and want to scuttle into it. But all the time they should there. stand at the top of the hole mm -hmm. and say, I'm sorry, let's talk about this, because this is a problem. But right now, all the time they're playing silly so-and-sos in Legco, physically shouting, he said, she said, it's actually putting off the putting off getting down so it's it's, it's it's applied filibustering well it is it is indeed filibustering the point is that ultimately because remember um the the legislature has now been purged of the blocking majority uh, sorry the blocking minority that can prevent it doing its worst by the expulsions of six legislators two on hold so there's virtually eight members of the legislature of the legislature all not unsurprisingly from the democratic camp who are no longer there mm. to participate in its proceedings. So if the government does... Oh, oh, I keep forgetting they're not involved. Yeah, yeah, the Pope's not a Catholic as well. But anyway, they're, they're not involved. But if by some chance they do get involved and they decide to bring this to the full legislature, not wondering about, not bothering with all these sort of, you know, little add-on extras of having a proper scrutiny of the bill, they just take it to the full chamber. The full chamber will, of course... Mm approve whatever is in front of it because it's got that majority there it's got people there who who've never seen a hand they didn't want to raise let's throw in another element here so this you say keep doing it keep doing it it's a face issue it's whatever you want to call it so supposing this thing does happen and as it was 20 what years ago it's rushed through and then big foreign governments start saying i think we're going to rethink hong kong Re for real do you know there's a perfect um there's a perfect example of this which is going on in the world right at the moment. It's called Huawei. You look at Huawei. Huawei is a highly successful company. It's got a brand that, that's in handphones that, that's a world leader. It's a major player in international um, telecommunication systems. You know, it's a pioneer in the 5G network system. But it's in deep, deep doo-doo because nobody trusts it. Is it, it doesn't chairman, trust them or it is or it's trust, well, it doesn't trust it doesn't trust spotted. Big Daddy. Yeah, right. And it doesn't believe I mean all these Huawei suits uh, um, spokesmen in increasingly shiny suits can can turn up at meetings and on television saying we're under no pressure. We we act completely independently from the government of the People's Republic of China. And I, I heard one of these people being interviewed on the BBC yesterday and the interviewer said, but there is a law that was passed in China just two years ago yeah. saying that all Chinese companies are expected to collaborate with the state security apparatus. How can that not apply to you? And this bloke is going, well, nobody asks us. I mean, the point is this. Once you have trust, you're, you're in the game. And this is the same for Hong Kong. Hong Kong has trust of the international community and it's in the game. Once the trust goes, you become a pariah. I mean, can you imagine a single country in the world other than those which are entirely in the pockets of the PRC now saying, I tell you what, what we really need in this country is a really big Huawei network. It ain't going to happen anymore. Imagine Full stop. This country, if it's completely and utterly legit, 
Right. Suppose no, 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 no. Maybe no. it's it. No, yeah. no. May, I'm, nobody I'm saying, will ever, ever trust, trust them yes. again. And the more they say, trust us, trust us, people are going, why do they have to say trust 20 minutes to 11, still in with Steve Vines. Well, I thought we might just, just tear ourselves away, not oh. only from the Greater Bay Area. Act now. Act now. Not only from the Belt and Road. I know, I know the listeners just, just, just wants whole programmes full of that stuff. To talk about something which, I mean, God, it, would you, Adam and Eve, it? So you've got these people, they're called investors, right. who claim that they've lost something like, and maybe they have, oh, I, I know don't dis, yeah, dis, okay. um, <clears throat> disbelieve them. They claim that they've lost thir something like 33 zero million bucks on an investment scheme that's been promoted by this fellow called Raymond Yoon. Now, Raymond Yoon is very well known if you um, look at these stock tippers on, on, on the interweb. I, I don't know if you know, but they have that on the interweb <laughs> these days. It's most <laughs> extraordinary. They, they ha and he's got many, many thousands, probably not, not single-digit thousands, but possibly tens, hundreds of thousands of followers as a stock tipper. So he's been promoting a company. And if I was going to be an investor, I'd stop right there when I knew the name of the company. It's called Mighty Luck. I mean, if you've got a head screwed on and a company called Mighty Luck comes knocking on your door, you know to say, not today, thank you. Likely Mark. So <laughs> what Mighty Luck does, if, if, you, if you looked at this, you would say, I think, if you had half a brain, are you sure about this? They've developed some sort of way of using, you know, when you go to a games arcade, yeah, there's yeah, these yeah, sort yeah. of claws yeah, that yeah. pick up. Um, various things and they deposit but this is all done through the through through the ether and they it goes around um, you control it through your own computer and you pick up things uh, toys and various other really exciting things and then you can trade in those toys for some bizarre form of Bitcoin as I speak about it I'm thinking who on earth looked at this and a thought this was going to be a lunch no such thing as yes exactly so apparently it's not i mean your standard bitcoin in my view is dodgy up to you know dodgy heaven or dodgy hell actually but this apparently is some peculiar form of bitcoin that isn't easily transferable into what common people like me call money <laughs> so anyway so they put their money into this and oh yes it hasn't offered the rewards that they said it was going to offer who knew Apparently, they were guaranteed to get this, that, and the other, and they got zippity-zilch. And the, the company, and this is what I like about this, the company then goes, oh, yes, but the reason these people haven't got their money is they haven't been promoting our product. We expect our investors to be out there promoting the product. If they were doing that, they would be earners. Mm. And Abbe Raymond, and you've got to, I mean, you've got to like the way the boy operates. He says to all the people who complained, oh, they're not worthy of complaining. Whoa, whoa, there's a way, there's a way of making people happy, saying you're not worthy. <coughs> I mean, there are two aspects to this. One is, uh, yes. don't these things have to be regulated a bit better? Maybe. But can you stop people from being total, complete and utter, let me think of a polite word for this, idiots? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, d I think some people should not be allowed out so with, with, a, with a checkbook. Apparently, people don't use checkbooks these days. Scams but whatever through the it roof is. in this town. I mean, yeah, as you say, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Oh. There's no such thing as if it doesn't sound possible. You know what? It ain't. Yeah. Everything is priced. I mean, one of the reasons that I'm a stock market investor is the, the stock market, at least, 
<coughs> is a perfect reflection of, of, of value. Value to shareholders, probably not to the community. But, you know, if the price of a share goes up, that means a lot of people want to buy it. If the price of a share goes down, it means a lot of people don't want to buy it. Gosh, that's really simple. Mm. And so, you know, the shares don't get cheap. They just get cheaper or more expensive than they were before. But these schemes, you know, buy a flat in Wagadougou, it's really cheap at the moment. You know, this is the great new, you know, it's the great new Bahamas of tomorrow. <laughs> the question for me, Steve, comes way before <coughs> Mr Yoon. What drives people to do these daft scams? Greed. After time, simple people... Greed. I mean, sorry, you know, n not simple yeah. people, intelligent people. I remember the black money scam in the 80s or 70s, whenever it was. I mean, people must have been stung to high heaven by that because they thought they would get a bung out of it. Well, you know, <laughs> I've actually written a book about this, so I do, I do know yeah, a bit about it. But, I mean, you know, this, this, is, this is history is littered with these. The, the, you know, the great South Sea bubble um, back in the... Um, 18th century, the railway scams, you know, there were there were more railway shares on offer in the United Kingdom yeah. than they could possibly have I mean, sorry, there were more schemes for building railways than there were possibly any space to put them yeah. you know, and somebody must have I know they didn't have the interweb in those days so they couldn't look it up easily, but somebody must have thought, how come there's a hundred of these schemes going around, they can't all be you know, they can't all be kosher. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's hard. You, you come so down I on different sides. So I am sort of, of sympathetic, one. but not very. What you're planning on stacking the family gold on <laughs> on a claw machine yeah, somewhere in Dar es Salaam or whatever? It is. I know. I know. You gotta. You can't save people from their own stupidity. Got it. So I, I I see where Raymond's going with you're not worthy of complaining. <laughs> one more. Well, yes. Well, one more. One more. Um, I'm sorry to bring things down to this level, but I see that the ombudsman. Oh yeah, and the, there's no no person better a person than an ombudsman is going to look into Hong Kong's public toilets yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, gosh, what's the problem in Hong Kong public toilets? Go to one is my is my answer. And why are they like they are? Oh because the wonderful food, environmental health and blah, blah department contracts it out to the cheapest company to do the cleaning and oh, they don't do the job.